familiar with the band Stayed? Alright, so I have accrued, accrued a great, a great many, a great amount of, a bunch of things to talk about because uh, I haven't recorded in a bit. So uh, why don't I just hop right in, going to try to do this quick as I am talking very quick right now. Item the first, Better Call Saul, yes. We finally did it. This um, definitely falls into the category. And this was, a, I feel like, a hard... Yeah, 2015. Uh, definitely a hard one to do. Uh, a category of TV shows that I know about and really want to watch, but also um, want to binge watch, which is what I have done with this. Because if I had to wait 2015 to, you know, this year, or I guess it was last year was the, the final... Uh, well, it was available this year on uh, Canadian Netflix, anyways. Um, yeah, that would have been a hell of a wait. And, and I feel like, especially with a show like this, where there's a lot of moving parts, uh, it would be hard to consistently keep track of where everyone is and what everyone's doing at any given moment. Because it's almost like, in some ways, a, a lot of the, uh, uh, the, the action is broken up into the Saul parts and the Ermintrout parts and then the the, the the druggy guy parts and then those get combined and uh, uh, stories within stories that are you know connecting and separating and then connecting again and uh, it's just a beautiful piece of media period full stop easy five out of five um it's funny the the missus uh for some reason i had it in my head and she says i say this all the time even though she never said it but i, I could have swore she did uh that she didn't like uh breaking bad um so i, I i've said that before and apparently i've said it on more than one occasion and uh, she's lately started yelling at me when i say it i never said that that's my impression of her. She doesn't listen to this, so I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Take that, the missus. That's your punishment for not listening. Um, <laughs> so I didn't even ask if she wanted to watch this because I just assumed double assumptions. The assumption the first was that she actually didn't like Breaking Bad, which turns out she liked it fine. Uh, assumption the second is because she didn't like Breaking Bad, she wouldn't want to watch this. So uh, I just watched it myself, and man, oh man. Man, oh man. I knew it was going to be good. Uh, you know what? I almost feel like this is... Maybe not only a rare occasion, but like an exception to prove the rule of going into a, a, a piece of media with high hopes, uh, with high expectations, and having those expectations met. It actually happened. Yeah, wow. Um, Bob Odenkirk, pretty incredible. You can tell, and I think I've heard him in interviews and stuff like that, him in, you know, episode one versus him in, you know, the final season, uh, how he progressed just as a 
just as an actor uh it, it's uh, i feel like it's noticeable noticeable um and uh actually what's the guy's name who plays mike mike ermin trout got some michael mckean r.i.p didn't michael mckean pass away <laughs> am i giving him a rest in peace where's uh Oh, there it is. Jonathan Banks. Huh. I'm just seeing if Michael McKean passed away. Oh, no, he's still alive. Why did I think he passed away? Okay, well, good on Michael McKean. He's an incredible actor as well, and I hope he's around for a very long time. All right, uh, so moving on from <coughs> Better Call Saul. This also did make me want to rewatch Breaking Bad. So, you know, you never know. That might happen at some points. From 2023 series, not season, let's give you a little indication. We're into the British Isles here. Series 15 of Taskmaster. Yes. So goddamn good. This is like consistently one of the best TV show experiences that is that exists. <laughs> it's just they've stumbled on and and I feel like this is an obvious thing that more people should do it's like with At Midnight did it as well uh, and, and I feel like you could use this formula for uh, any, any good TV, podcast you know, movie, whatever and that is get a bunch of comedians together <laughs> period uh, now, in this case, they're they're playing uh, uh, games that brings out the best in their respective personalities, and adds interest in that way. But I feel like the first step of getting a bunch of comedians together is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting in in, in anything you do. So you know, for that reason, I'm in. Um, so five new contestants. We have got Frankie Boyle. Uh, Ivo Graham, Jenny Eclair, Kale Smith Bino, and Mae Martin. Fellow Canadian Mae Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I... Actually, Mae Martin I had heard of, but I don't think of the rest of them I'd ever really heard of. Maybe Ivo, did I hear of him before? Like in my, uh, you know, a lot of British chat show watching of things. I think, yeah, I don't think I really saw any of these people before, which is sort of surprising. Usually, uh, at least in previous seasons, uh, one or two people I've recognized from, from chat shows and other other forms of media. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Taskmaster, ooh, this is a classic, a classic pity-envy situation. I pity that you've never seen Taskmaster, and yet... I envy the fact that you now have an entire 15 seasons to experience for yourself. 16, uh, the 16th of which is brewing. It's brewing as we speak. May even be filmed. May be in the editing room as we speak. Someone is editing it right goddamn now. Whew. Uh, yeah, so uh, go check those out, please. Well, yeah, uh, again, if you're unfamiliar... So get a bunch of uh, 
I guess it's not 100% comedians 100% of the time, but a bunch of funny and or interesting people uh, and force them to do ridiculous tasks uh, that will try their minds and bodies in interesting and often insane ways. So, you know, we got that going for us. Easy. Five out of five. Taskmaster might be a six out of five, to be honest. It is... I was going to say it's universally anyone could watch it and like it, but for some reason the missus has not latched onto it, which is disappointing. Uh, moving on to uh, uh, another television program, uh, uh, one that uh, has now completed its run, and that is Succession. Oh... Uh, I believe I've talked of season one, two, and three. Uh, probably did that in uh, three separate talks. Uh, you know what? I could check my notes here. Let's see. So, session. Episode. Okay, so 509. Uh, okay. Conan O'Brien. So, uh, season one is on episode 509 in 2019. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> season two is on episode 510, November 2019. Wow, okay, well, I, I flew through those pretty good. Uh, season three, we're going to jump ahead uh, a number of years. Season three rewatch and season three. Okay, yes. Yeah, so what I did is rewatch from the beginning and then added season three. That is March twenty twenty two, and here we are, uh, episode six twenty seven of whatever twenty twenty three July sometime. What what date is this going to drop? July fifth. Uh huh. Okay, so final season was, I think, maybe, let's see, my least favorite, but uh, here's my knock against the final season. I watched a recap of the first three seasons, and it wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, like, it hopped in so hot and heavy to the action, assuming that you knew everything that was going on uh, that, you know, give it some respect and that it treated its watchers as if uh, uh, we hung on every moment, every name and past thing that happened in the previous season uh, as if it was seconds ago. You know, I guess that's a way to do it. But uh, it was confusing often. Um, I don't think I'm alone in this. I know the missus was uh, feeling it as well. And normally I'm pretty good at following things. Um, I guess once you sort of get into the groove of the season, that will dissipate. But I definitely did feel at moments like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, which, you know, maybe that sort of exemplifies the world of uh, high finance. Things are moving fast. Things are changing. Things are evolving. So, uh, you know, maybe it's accurate in that sense. Hmm. 
one big uh, important thing of this season, which I will try not to spoil, hmm, was uh, was a surprise. I will say, so I, I I do give marks for that. Whenever a show can or a piece of media in general surprises me with something, I, I always uh, appreciate that. So you know, good, good. <laughs> um, the resolution of it is you know i don't know it, it just feel i i don't know if it's is it that sort of classic uh in with a bang out with a whimper it kind of kind of feels that way a little bit i don't know not that it's bad it's just like compared to the first three seasons i feel like uh, this one not my fave uh so for that reason i'd probably go like three-ish out of five whereas first seasons you know it's probably closer to that five out of five mark um <clears throat> three of course is enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again so i'd probably go maybe a little higher than three just because i could see the possibility existing of you know years from now looking back and being oh yeah succession that was a good show why don't i rewatch it from the beginning and then um then i would probably rewatch it mm-hmm uh, okay, so I got a TV honorable mention here. Uh, honorable mention because <laughs> I realized that I don't know how I would even talk of this show. And that show is I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. If you're uh, unfamiliar, it is insane. Which makes, you know, talking about it difficult. Um, season 3 just came out. I watched them all in like a day. That being said, they're like 15 minute episodes and there's six of them. So it was not an onerous task by any means. Uh, but uh, it did melt my brain a little bit because you know, it was a sketch comedy show. I suppose you would break it down. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Tim Robinson seemingly is insane, but you know, in a good way. Not where he's going to harm people, but where he will heal them with laughter. Huh? From harm to heal. So uh, definitely, uh, uh, you know, I, I would recommend watching and seeing if it's up your alley. I, I can understand, like, this is not something that I would try to get, speaking of the missus, she's coming up a lot this episode. Uh, I, I don't think she would like this. She doesn't like weird things. I don't know, right? Despite being married to me. Um... So, uh, I don't know if necessarily this would be up her alley, but it was up mine and I laughed a lot and often and hard. <clears throat> so, uh, easy, uh, for me, five out of five, uh, but, uh, I'm not going to go into too great a detail because it's like a fever dream, but in a good way. Speaking of, oh, that's kind of a segue for this end of an era. Yeah, we're moving from TV to internets, and then we're going to do movies. Mm -hmm. That's the segments of this particular episode. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, uh, the Todd Glass Show is has closed its doors. Um, it's left them slightly ajar, as often podcasts that are quote-unquote ending will do, in that uh, Todd seemingly... Um, you know, uh, maybe an episode will drop here and there. 
it's just the, 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 the weekly episode that has been going on since, oh man, that would be nice if I knew that, uh, tag last show, how would I do Wikipedia, that might tell me, if he has Todd Glass as a Wikipedia, does the Todd Glass show? <laughs> wow, Todd Glass looks very good for his age. I didn't realize he was 58 as of the recording of this episode. Uh, Todd Glass situation. No, that's his book. Okay, I don't know when it started, but the Todd Glass show was definitely one of the... Oh, uh, this post... Okay, 2011. Yeah, so it was one of the, the, the very early podcasts, the Todd Glass show. Uh, this one started in 2012. He beat me, even. <laughs> um... And one that I have enjoyed thoroughly over the years. One that I have uh, had the, 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 the pleasure and the delight of participating in, in, you know, some small regard a few times over those years, in that I would uh, submit songs. He would quite often play user-submitted songs. So uh, I got a few on the show over the years, uh, which was always a just a goddamn delight to hear something that you sort of whipped up and then this uh, super funny dude plays on his podcast and seemingly at the very least uh, very much enjoyed so you know it was nice to be a part of this uh, this thing that lasted all these years this uh, <laughs> I used the segue of fever dream <coughs> which you know could be a, uh, accurate from time to time if you know of uh, uh, Todd Glass he uh, 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 super super funny and quick and <clears throat> sometimes, you know, uh, jumps around in in a manner from uh, uh, topic to bit to topic to bit to pocket. And, you know, if there is rails, which maybe there shouldn't be, sometimes he is off them in a delightful manner. This uh, last episode was, you know, it was funny. It was heartwarming. It was sad. I laughed. I cried. Hey, he, he got both emotions out of me. Um, so it's a, a very, it's got that definite end of an era vibe, which is, uh, you know, sad, but also, you know, he's moving on. He's, he's doing different things. He's, uh, exploring different mediums and, uh, I'm excited to see what's uh, in store for the Todd Glass of the future, the future Todd Glass, because he's just, a uh, super funny and, uh, and, you know, seemingly very, very nice. <laughs> I got his Wikipedia open and there's one like paragraph. He is Jewish and dyslexic. <laughs> Whoever did that, you know, <laughs> fine, fine on you, fine on you. All right, let's move on to movies. We've got movies. Movie the first, Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I finally uh, checked that out based on true events apparently hmm an oddball group of cops criminals tourists and teens converge on a georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally adjusting cocaine the aforementioned murderous rampage man this is a very bloody movie you can't really tell from the trailer or from anything I've seen, but this is like one of the, 
uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was going to say one of the goriest movies I've ever seen. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but the levels of gore in this movie were unexpected, perhaps. So that made them seem like more than there were. But yeah, Jesus. Jesus, this Coke King bear gets up to no good. You know, it's funny, too. There's... Uh, there's a, there's a sort of turn at one point where you start rooting for the cocaine bear. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, Ray Liotta may have been his last movie. I actually didn't know he was in this or maybe did know and just forgot. Uh, yeah. All in all, it is a action-y, comedy, horror. It's got a lot of genres rolled up into it um i feel like if you go into it not expecting too much your expectations uh you know measured you're gonna have a good time as i did as the missus did rating wise geez would i go four uh almost four the rating for cocaine bear is almost four Moving on to, from 2022, a very rare for me. It's been, I, I honestly can't even remember when the last time when this happened was, uh, a rare uh, one out of five. Yeah. One out of five for me is didn't finish. <laughs> uh, turned off. Uh, and that is Clerks 3. Uh, I remember joining Clerks. Clerks 2, I don't actually remember that well, but I don't remember disliking it. Clerks 3 was just really, really bad. Um, bad to the degree that I got probably halfway through before I turned it off. Just, it, it was, yeah. Dante Elias and Jay and Silent Bob. Dante, Dante Elias and Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> it's too many ants, right? Uh, are enlisted by Randall after a heart attack to make a movie about the convenience store that started it all. Um, now, I don't go into this expecting good acting. Clerks 3. However, the, the acting in this was so bad that it, it literally taken out of the experience. Literally watching this going, you know, this is, how is this even a movie? This is, this is, feels like a high school, <laughs> like high school student film. <sighs> Just so bad. Which is sad because I, I, I didn't go in with high expectations, but I went in expecting a movie, which I, I don't know, man. It's just, it was really, yeah, one out of five. Clicks three. Whew. Uh, I don't often say, you know, not nice things on the podcast, but <laughs> that's what I'm doing, apparently. Fortunately, you know, the uh, the advantage, and I, I kind of feel this more and more, the advantage of a podcast that nobody listens to is you can kind of say whatever you want uh, with no repercussions. Mm -hmm. Like, Kevin Smith is not going to hear this. And you know what? I'm glad for that. Because I would feel bad, because seemingly he's, you know, like a nice guy. Hmm. Hey, Clerks 3, less than 1 out of 5. 
Moving on to, also from 2022, oh, interesting, Babylon. Hmm. A tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excesses. It traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during the era of unbridled decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, early Hollywood mm, sort of period piece is probably very accurate. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's been movies that have explored this before. This sort of uh, 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 era. Would it be the sil the gold? It's not the golden age. Is it the silver age? It's one of those ages, and uh, uh, this one does it well. I think my my biggest gripe of this movie is how long was it? It was too long. Three hours and nine minutes. Okay, this movie I feel like would have been okay. Here, here's my convoluted rating. If this was an hour and a half long movie. I feel like you could have got a five out of five. Like that's, uh, there was enough good in this, uh, uh, enough interest in this, enough good acting. Margot Robbie was incredible. Um, I, I think maybe one of her best performances I've ever seen. Uh, I'm a Margot Robbie fan. Brad Pitt, great. Uh, the young man, Diego Calva, he was great. Uh, a, a lot of good performances. However, it was just so drawn out. Uh, and I don't know if it's just the modern pacing that, you know, uh, I and probably others have become accustomed to. But, like, I found myself, you know, fast-forwarding and skipping parts because it was just, oh, my God, I got shit to do, man. <laughs> I don't have three hours and nine minutes. Uh, okay, so the rating is three-hour and nine-minute Babylon gets a... Two point nine 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 nine. Um, uh, hour and a half long Babylon has the potential for a five out of five. Mm-hmm. How about that for convolutedness? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I see the Witcher here. Uh, you know what I'm curious about? Oh, how come that didn't bring it up? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to look. Uh, it, it's just I got IMDb open, and I saw a little thing for The Witcher, but it, I clicked on it and nothing happened. So is the season that just dropped, is that still with uh, uh, Henry Cavill? Uh, or is this the season, Was this, this was his final season, right? kind of don't know to be honest uh so how do i do this four seasons season three can i not tell all right i i, I think this was the, the final season anyways we're not here to talk about the witcher we're here to talk about cabin in the woods oh an hour and a half long i see mm-hmm from 2011. Uh-huh. Uh, this is one that the missus has been bugging me to watch. Every once in a while, she'll get a movie in her head where she'll want to watch it. Um, and, and she'll just, like, probably ask me once every two, three weeks to watch it. Uh, and this has been on the list for a while now. So, uh, it's not that I... Like, I've talked about this before. I have the internal clock in my brain where as soon as I watch a movie, that clock starts up. 
uh, and it's sort of counting down uh, my desire to rewatch the movie. Now, some movies, Cabin in the Woods, a good one, uh, that clock is shorter than it is for other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now this could be separate from how quote unquote good the movie is. For example, uh, you know, 12 years a slave, you know, a a, a very important movie, a movie that I'm glad I watched, but also a movie that I'm not sure if I need to ever watch again. So the, 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 the time between rewatchings of the movies, uh, a a movie like that, it's going to be much higher. Uh, despite the fact that, you know, 12 Years a Slave, probably a better movie, just in terms of, you know, a lot of uh, aspects, better than Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my desire to rewatch something like Cabin in the Woods, that that, that, click it, that ticking clock, that counting down, is going to be much shorter. Um, now, the Mrs.'s clock is... Uh, and she's not alone. I, I know people like this exist. Her clock is very short. <laughs> like she's rewatched uh, Chernobyl, you know, the uh, the sort of uh, dramatic dramatic reenact dramatic reenactments miniseries docu series whatever you want to call it. Um, she's rewatched it like I think she's just did her third time. Um. I loved it. I will probably rewatch it at some points, you know, <laughs> maybe the next time she does. Uh, but my clock is, is much longer than hers, which, you know, sometimes causes issues where she wants to rewatch something and my clock hasn't counted down yet. As you do. Cabin in the Woods, though, five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods the titular cabin in the woods now this does have the i will say the taint that is joss whedon who is a taint uh on it so you know i haven't watched this probably since uh you know we found out he was a piece of shit (laughs) uh so there's that uh you know separating the the man from the art i guess uh but i did you know think about it a couple of times and it's not great (laughs) it's not great because he's sort of involved with some of my favorite things so you know your buffies your angels cabin in the woods on that note uh this movie easily for me gets a five out of five i've spoken of it very highly on this podcast before i'm sure let's just see Cabin in the woods. <sighs> oh, have I never done it on the podcast? It didn't pop up. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, surprising. I see a couple of mentions of it with the misses, but hmm. all right. Anyways, uh, uh, this is a movie in which I feel like if you've never seen before, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, you would watch as I, you know, had memories of doing. 
and just your mind would be blown by what's happening. You, you, you'd start watching it and you would be so probably confused, like purposely confused. Okay. Here's the difference. Succession season four, confusing, but not on purpose. <laughs> Cabin in the woods, uh, the initial, you know, sections confusing, but on purpose to make you the viewer go, what the hell's going on here? Who are those people? Why is that happening? Uh, whereas, yeah, that, that's actually very apt. Look at me saying something that actually makes sense. Huh. It was bound to happen sooner or later. 627 episodes? Hey, we did it. Um, so it, it, it's definitely got that sort of teen... Uh, teen in a, in, in a horror movie vibe, but with many twists and turns many twists and turns uh which i will not go into because again not spoiling um once you know that tw those twists and turns i feel like it does detract it's like any movie with you know your m night Shyamalan's. once you know what the the twist is uh it's i feel like it does detract from the film uh, so, you know, initial viewing, 6 out of 10. Subsequent viewings, 5 out of 10. Huh? How about that? Moving on to, from 2020, Come Play. Mm-hmm. A monster named Leary manifests itself through smartphones and mobile devices. Feature film version of the 2017 short film. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Uh, this is starring, uh, Gillian Jacobs. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big Gillian Jacobs stan. Good comedy bang bang guest, which I think I, I think an episode maybe dropped recently where she was the guest. Did I see that? Anyways. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see her in a, normally she's a comedic actress, but, uh, this is obviously a more serious role she's playing the mom <laughs> the mom of a uh I, I guess he's on the spectrum i don't know if he's specifically autistic or he's a, a non-verbal um and uses a, a tablet or phone uh in order to communicate sort of thing which was interesting uh especially when it comes to the interactions with Larry. Uh, okay, so this does... I feel like every horror movie I see now does this. Or, or, or I have the same experience. And that's... The first half hour of the movie is scary. And then you sort of find out what's going on. And then the rest is not scary. <laughs> it, it's... Yeah, you know what? I feel like if I were to do a horror movie... I wouldn't want to reveal anything until like the last like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The, the reveals in horror movie, you, you gotta be like so, so slow in order to keep that, that actual terror, which this Leary guy, he's pretty creepy. Um, if you're uh, familiar with this movie, uh, one thing I did, obviously watch this with the missus because horror, um, is uh, uh, there's like a scene from this uh, uh, Larry 
uh, uh, ebook, <laughs> I guess you would call it, or uh, a still that uh, every time they see in the, in the movie, uh, you know, like, oh no, he's still here. So I uh, like uh, uh, texted that to the missus. Uh, I, I guess it's like the cover of the ebook. Uh, and she did not appreciate that. So that's fun. Uh, moving on to from 2023. Infinity Pool. Mm, yeah, this is a weird one. Very weird. Um, oh, what's going on with my... James and M. Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of Lautoka when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Starring Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth. Uh, one thing the missus and I decided is that if Mia Goth is in your movie, it's going to be a weird movie. That, uh, that is not a bad thing by any means, but it is a thing. Um... Yeah, so uh, I'll just tell you the... <sighs> now, you find this early on, so it's not really a spoiler, and this is sort of what the movie is about. Um, on this island, they have somehow this strange technology where if you commit a crime that warrants death, which seemingly a lot do, um, a... I'll just say clone... That may not be 100% accurate, but it's pretty accurate. A clone of yourself is made, and then, you know, the victims of your crime, in this case, the person that uh, Skarsgård ran over, uh, can then murder your clone. And that is sort of the payment of it, or something. And apparently, when this happens to people, it changes them. They sort of look at life differently, I guess, having had such a close brush with death is that the theory we're, we're working under it's either such a close brush with death or somehow this process makes them kind of you know insane insane in some regards in a lot of regards to be honest but uh, insane and they and they tend to like it and then it's eventually like they're rich tourists who pay to have this done um because it gives them the feels or something. I don't really know, but it was it was definitely weird. And I guess do we question um because the 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 clone has all the memories or whatever. It thinks it's the real person. So do we sort of question like is the person at the end of this movie actually the same person at the beginning of the movie? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. It's definitely interesting. <laughs> Rating-wise, I'd go like four and change, just for just for the very reason it's a movie where, uh, you know, things happen that I've never seen happen before. You know, I I, I always give marks for that. I don't think the missus liked it that much. She she I don't know if she picked it, but I think she may have picked it. Uh, moving on to from 2023 as well John Wick colon chapter 4 yes yes the final the quadrology wait how many matrixes was there was there 
three? I guess there was three in like the Animatrix. And anyways, John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the High Table. Mm-hmm. But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that and forces that turn old friends into foes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is in the form of another Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Bill Skarsgård. He's the, the, the foe that he's dealing with. That's interesting, right? Unplanned Skarsgård-themed uh, movie, uh, whatever the hell this is. Oh, God. Um, yeah, uh, amazing, obviously, right? Um, everything you want in a John Wick movie. Action. Etc. <laughs> Uh, it, it does sort of close the book on the franchise in, in, a, in an interesting way. Uh, what was I just looking up? Um, okay, never mind. Uh, oh yeah, we lost a few of the people who were in this movie. Lance Reddick and didn't Ian McShane also pass away? <sighs> yeah, I thought he passed away. How do you know on IMDb if someone has passed away? Like, it says born, but doesn't say died. So if I were to just Google this, search. 80 years. Wait, he is still alive? Oh, why did I think he had passed away? Ian McShane. Okay. Well, <laughs> never mind then. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm going down rabbit holes in this uh, episode, which I, I don't mind. I, I like a rabbit hole. I mean, probably not interesting to listen to, but also that aforementioned freedom of having no listeners. I can do whatever the hell I want. Uh, okay, so is this um, a five out of five? I kind of maybe even don't think it is, to be honest. Yeah, like a lot of good and all the things that you expect in a John Wick movie, but I don't know if it ever necessarily compared to, you know, the first three. Uh, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to look. Uh, who was that guy played by? Uh, Donnie Chen. Donnie Yen, sorry. So, uh, one of the people John Wick comes in contact with is a fellow you know, assassin, but who is blind. Now, there are times in the movie where they try to make sense of that. <laughs> and then there's times where they don't. Um, like, uh, like he'll put a sensor on something that when uh, someone walks by, it'll make a noise, so he'll know where that person is. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're blind, you're an assassin somehow. Uh, you're one of the world's most deadly assassins that even John Wick should fear. Uh, you're going to have tricks like that up your sleeve, I assume. But sometimes, sometimes, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, dodging bullet, but being blind, how do you even know someone's pointing a gun at you? Uh, it, it just, 
the, the the suspension of disbelief you'll have to do in this movie compared to previous ones, which even the insane thing that John Wick gets up to, uh, it, it just did a jump the shark, perhaps? I don't know. What would be, like, how would you make a... Blind Assassin, I'm not going to let Blind Assassin, that's cool. Yeah, you know, you got your Daredevil. He's not an assassin, obviously, but uh, a blind monk sort of feel to us. Cool, but how would you make an assassin, you know, uh, extra, let's say, without going the blind route? There's got to be other interesting ways. Uh, I feel like a child, child assassin, that's kind of cool. Hmm. <laughs> One armed, well, one armed, I'd believe more than, than blind, as a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm going down a uh, cool assassin types. Knives instead of guns. That's that's something. Uh, okay. Wait. Weapon of choice. Yeah. Maybe that would be something. Um. Uses whip or garret or string or rope or webs, <laughs> things of that nature. She's all uh, string based, string based assassin. Mm hmm. A knitter. Oh, it uses knitting needles on top of all that. Whatever. John Wick Chapter 4, maybe close to a 5 out of 5, but also maybe less. Yeah. Uh, finally, oh, we've reached the end with our final film that I watched yesterday, in fact. For, also from 2023. Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania. Quantumania. I get the mania of the quantum variety. Uh, I guess it's like Quantumania. Or quantum ania, yeah, a clumsy portmanteau, but I'm here for it. Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne are dragged into the quantum realm, along with Hope's parents and Scott's daughter Casey. Together, they must find a way to escape. But what secret? But what secrets is Hope's mother hiding? And who is the mysterious Kang? Uh, I went into this knowing nothing, which I, I feel like is a good way to go into this. Like, I didn't even know Kang was the bad, bad guy until he showed up. And even when he did show up, I wasn't sure who that was. <laughs> because it's not the Kang, Kang the Conqueror, but he's not the one I recognize. The one I recognize is from Fantastic Four and had, like, green skin. Which... Uh, give a minor spoiler, but they do sort of, uh, in the post credit scene, uh, uh, you know, give a nod to that Kang that I remember, which I, I thought was cool. Uh, Kang the Conqueror. Didn't he have a bunch of rings? Wait. Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, did he have the infinity rings or something? Conqueror rings. Oh, the ten rings. Yeah, okay, okay. So he did have a bunch of rings. Uh, I, I'm thinking back to, like, the old cartoon, I guess it would be. Uh, yeah, so I uh, convinced the missus to watch this, and she didn't hate it. So that's, you know, that's a ringing endorsement in terms of her, uh, 
you know, level of uh, desire to watch a superhero movie, non-hate. Uh, I, I think it's because of Paul Rudd mostly, uh, that we're both uh, big fans and, you know, he's just a delight to watch period full stop. Um, and <laughs> there is some laughs throughout as you know, uh, Paul Rudd in a movie, you're going to get some laughs. Ant-Man going to get some laughs. Modoc. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do have a few uh, comedians here, or comedic actors. Paul Rudd, I would consider a comedic actor. You got uh, William Jackson Harper, who you may recall as Cheedy from The Good Place. You got, which I did not know was going to happen, Bill Murray. What? That's insane. Uh, Michael Douglas was actually really good on this as well. He had a few funny moments. Michelle Pfeiffer? Whew. Yeah. Uh, it's... My complaint of her in this, and it's not her, it's it's of, of her character, there was like so many times where just telling the truth would have prevented, well, I guess, to be fair, it would have prevented the whole movie. <laughs> so uh, it's just that uh, that scenario of uh, one person doing one simple thing that would seem obvious to do would prevent so much pain and suffering yeah so not a fan of that in terms of plot stuff uh who else do we got randall park oh yeah what's with that modok for some reason i thought modok was going to be um pat oswald but i guess maybe i was thinking of the cartoon uh, seeing live action Modoc though, uh, a mechanical organism designed only for killing. It's funny because uh, the missus didn't know of Modoc, knew nothing of Modoc. So you know he shows up, kind of a badass. Um, uh, we don't see him, you know, initially, but he's like doing really cool stuff, and everyone's scared of him. Uh, and then you actually see what he looks like, and I'm like, oh god, okay, <laughs> wait until you see what this guy looks like, and uh, it's it's pretty hilarious. Um, Modok, I can't believe they got Modok in there. That's 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 incredible. Uh, is Lord Kyle? Okay, so this all takes place mostly in the quantum realm which is sort of fascinating to think of that there's this you know teeny tiny uh underground universe i guess is it a separate dimension sort of i don't know it's kind of it's the quantum realm I, I don't know i guess we just leave it at that um there's a guy who looks like broccoli uh, it's something that uh, uh, that this movie has that I love in 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 any piece of media, uh, and I always sort of turn this back to uh, thinking of why I love X Men, and it's just that you know a, a large group of strange, I'll just say strange people, where you get to see uh, all these you know infinite possibility of different looks and powers and personalities and and just the infinite things that you could witness when there are no rules of what things can look like what 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 individuals can do and be uh, uh this movie explores that in a in a really good way like some of the things even 
uh, you'll see just, you know, uh, there's a scene in a bar. You've got your sort of, you know, classic cantina-style uh, bar where just, just individuals in the background where you're kind of trying to make them out, like, what is their body? <laughs> where is their face? Uh, you know, things like that. Because, you know, the sky's the limit, or the opposite of sky, because it's so down low, because it's so tiny, the inner sky the inner sky folks i guess that's an episode <sighs> i suppose why would you listen to this i don't know you're a weirdo if you do and i love you for it but why why uh yeah i guess that leaves the final thing to say which is oh, oh you know what no wait let me just talk a little bit about uh, librarian long plays yeah I have my long play channel on YouTube it's not so much a plug other than to s because I wanted to just you know briefly talk about it. I had one clip uh, it was a Fallout 76 clip with uh, uh, a modded Fallout 76 clip with the Spanish Inquisition uh, so I had a mod where the Spanish Inquisition replaces the Caesar's Legion uh, assassins that will, you know, periodically pop out and try to kill you. But instead of that happening, it's guys dressed as the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, so I had a clip of that on my uh, Librarian Long Plays YouTube channel that just sort of uh, blew up. Uh, definitely my most watched uh, thing on there with, you know, 6,000 plus views. Uh, you know, hundreds of likes and, and, and crap ton of comments. And, uh, you know, very nice. Got a bunch of uh, followers from it as well. So, uh, just wanted to, you know, mention it here for the reason that, you know, a cool internet thing has happened. Uh, and uh, I enjoyed seeing uh, uh, people seemingly like a thing I did. Not used to that, eh? <laughs> he says on the podcast with no listeners. Uh, good times. Good times were had by some. Me, anyways. I'd, f I'd find time. Nice to be nice to nice. That was...